Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Greetings, the greeting card podcast. I am your ghost of greetings present, Dan Conroy. And I am the ghost of greetings past participle. I am being Bobby O'Rourke. I don't know if that's the past participle or not. I'm not. I've never it worked pretty good. No, I, I think we can. It's. I don't remember what past participle is, and now my eyes are widening because I'm afraid of talking about it. So we it can might just be say made you up. Do. that might be just a string of words I put together, which is also fine. I've definitely heard it, but I was one of those kids that had to take expos writing because they had a look at my old essay writing and went, mm, "Somebody needs a little refresher," and so I <laughs> needed a whole semester of learning how to use the English language, the only one that I know, in order to continue on with my. Collegiate studies mm. so you've got me there hey bobby what's that i hear no ships come sailing in this greets giving time greets giving time i hear no ships co- coming in we've got no ships it's greets giving welcome to yet another time of motherfucking greets giving <laughs> folks it is time to celebrate don't look for ships because we are not a maritime podcast one day bobby and i will get a little bit better at understanding boats but in the meantime we're going to talk about the thing we know best and not even the thing we know best we just like talking about it which is greeting cards bobby we find ourselves with a cornyocopia to quote another comedian Mm -hmm. about greeting cards of greeting cards in that we find ourselves a little bit over 10 and i gotta say the abundance there's two ways you can look at it One is that Dan's very slow at editing and hasn't put out an episode in a long time, and we just didn't get to the grid. These people are grateful for the slop we throw at them outside the door. You You ding-dongs will get, yes, you will get exactly what you think you're getting. Uh, unless absolutely i love the i love the image like you and i live in like a colonial tavern and we just throw the slop of the podcast out the door for our uh audience who we often love to call them pigs um come to slop it up i I think we've developed a rapport with the people and so they know that Mm. we mean it affectionately and that they can't come inside even if they are pregnant with the lord we don't have any room no look okay i'm sorry you're not the only city in roman occupied judea that has to be prepared for the roman census okay i can't have people coming in and out of here just because oh i'm pregnant this time no i'm sorry i've got people sitting here and i've got a roman centurion about to put my uh head on not a pike staff but whatever the hell it is they've got it's a not pilar. a gladius is it a pilar I all right cool so, yeah. they're gonna put my head on a pilar if i don't get the the census right which by the way we're all the way out here do you really care how many people if this was one of the latifundias i'd get it but you don't care nope wait sorry it's not called a, <laughs> it's not called a pilar <laughs> that's some kind of cyst um, <laughs> pilum. That's what it was. Roman pilum. A, a Roman pilum. Yeah, not great for head spiking, but very <laughs> good for uh, very good for battle because a very thin blade bent after use a lot, so your enemy couldn't pick it back up and use it against oh, you. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it does. It looks very thin, but it looks like it could be effective when thrown. Uh, it looks very much like a harpoon, actually. Yeah, I think that was what they were going for because they throw. It was a javelin, so they throw it. It would bend, and someone would say, "Ow, that's in my arm now." And you'd say, "Gotcha." Now it's bent, so you can't even use it against me. You, you dingus. Oh, interesting. And the Wikipedia article actually shows a bent fi- uh, pilum shank. That's Ooh. very interesting. Is would this be your weapon of choice if you had to go around harassing the people of Judea about a census? I think you could do worse. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is. I think a, a, I think the gladius is the word for the common uh, soldier sword. It's a yes, little too the short, the short sword. Short. Mm-hmm. The short sword. Yeah, it's not going to work as well. I can't remember what else they used. Uh, lions, maybe. 
I don't know. Yeah, I believe there must have been a lion unit, like a canine unit for, for the day. <laughs> just, just uh, I think they were called North African lions, which was a, uh, or no, there was, I think, a Mediterranean lion. I'm thinking there was a species that literally got wiped out because of the Roman Empire. Oh, you can directly God. relate it. You can directly relate the extinction of it to its consistent usage in the uh, Colosseum games. Uh-huh. So I, I think. It was called the knee. I think it was actually called the Nemean lion. No, the Nemean lion is from Greek mythology. That's what Hercules I'm thinking, fights, and he says, yes. "I'm going to take your hat, hair, right. and then wear it as a coat." <laughs> and then everyone is just so f- like the rest of those tasks were too easy because they were just friggin' enamored by it. If I remember correctly, the queen of the um, oh, uh, what were they called? The Amazons. Uh, the no. Amazons. The queen of the Amazons was just so enamored by him in the lion's mane skin that she was just like, "Yeah, you can totally have my jewelry. That's fine." <laughs> One of them was like, clean stables. One of them was yes. like, my stables are fucking filthy. My, my stables are gross. <laughs> and then someone just taught him how rivers work. That's just the whole thing. <laughs> and it was, if I remember correctly, it was one of the one of the Greek gods in disguise. I don't remember which one, but they were like, I feel super bad for you because you're Zeus's son. And like, you shouldn't have to do all this shit. Here you go. It's It's like Greek mythology is hubris, but also pity. And those are the two things that they mix them quite well because no one they were the original Han Solos. Everyone's an antihero. No one's got like a completely squeaky clean record. Everyone is like, I'm a great hero, but a bad father. I'm a great father, but I gave up all my denarii and and sold my land to the to the Minotaur King, etc. Yeah. Exactly. The only, I mean, I felt a little bit bad for Echo because it was like your whole thing is that you just like this guy. I don't think it's so. I mean, I get you were a little annoying that you kept talking, but I don't think you deserve to lose your ability to talk for that reason. That seems a little extreme. Yeah, Echo's a real parable for the power of self-esteem and not pissing off <laughs> uh, water nymphs, if I remember. Just a general reminder that everything is going to be pissed off at your way of living. Yeah. And th- no matter how alone you think you are in those times because there must have been moments of potential pleasant isolation not like you were without resources or community but you could walk into the woods this is something we probably don't feel the way we live and where we are in the world Mm. but you could walk into the woods well in a way but you could walk into the woods and literally no one could hear you like you would be on your (laughs) own and that's so cool but these myths are a grim reminder no you're heard and you better straighten up and fly right in those moments it was kind of like I remember my grandma would say that she was because she grew up in Ireland and she would talk about not being complimented at all as a child. And she said to her the <laughs> oh, reason. No, so sad. I know. No, this is depressing, but I have to. Oh, it's no. in my if I don't say it. Part of greetings is just getting stuff off of our off the top off our chest. <laughs> yeah. um, she said the reasoning behind that was Irish uh life and and even irish catholic life it was still very much saturated in the old ways and especially the old fairy ways as they might call it or like pagan ways of remembering things and she said that uh, the reason why she wasn't complimented and many children were not in that era was because there was still like this subconscious belief that over complimenting your children will curse them because the fairy folk will hear it and will be oh, jealous. It's, it's like knocking on wood like that. It's like don't don't display your good fortune too openly because you never know who's like waiting to take you down a peg, I guess. Somewhere. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Because they will take you. They will covet what you want. And if they can't have it, then they will just take it from you. So you're just never if you're a good child, good children are comp are never complimented. Because then the fairy folk will take them away. So Whoa. creates creates a lot of uh, yeah creates a lot of deranged people. Not gonna lie, uh, <laughs> that, that that helps to create them. <laughs> 
such a such a weird thing that I think still lives, which is like if you get something good, say thank you very much and keep it to yourself. Like that's such a like a dark northern northern European way of looking at things. I know, yeah, you're not allowed to celebrate a nice thing very much in case other people don't like it. Like for example, and I'm happy to scream this from the rooftops of the podcast, my spawn day happened a little uh, bit back. That's right. And um, Bobby, so graciously, because he is a fine friend and an amazing co-host, has gifted me the only gift that one should have at this age of ours, and that is a DVD copy of the 1979 Roman late Roman epic Caligula, <gasps> starring Malcolm McDowell, Teresa Ann Savoy, Helen Mirren, Peter O'Toole, and John Gilgood. And I say publicly on the podcast, Bobby, thank you so much for this gift that I will imagine will probably scar the both of us once we watch it. It's my pleasure to scar you, Dan. Happy birthday. We all want to celebrate you. And patrons, all you out there, look forward to the episode we either record live watching this four-hour exceptionally dirty graphic epic or the episode we do right afterwards where we just say how sorry we were that we watched it together yeah either one but just you know sign up for it and by the way guys in case you're wondering like if you don't know anything about this movie and you're wondering how dirty could it be first up look up the history of caligula and then even a simple wikipedia page is fine and uh also the reminder that this movie was running out of money so they got co-sponsored in the middle by penthouse magazine mm-hmm. so just leave that as they is sure did yeah they really did bad times so we're gonna watch that potentially with some friends of the podcast we'll go further detail if we have that set in stone that would be a fun listen through for people i don't know if it would be because i think no i just know fun is not the adjective i would would say it'll happen i'd say it's a thing it's a listen through that will occur yeah but for some reason dom and adam of i the duck have not returned our phone calls about watching uh caligula four hours yeah i don't know why you know what this is a call out to the eye of the duck podcast right now to adam volrich and dom nero right now i just like to say this for the record Let's get a series of Roman movies that make you sick. The only one I can think of right now is Caligula, but there's got to be at least three or four more that were made that are really gross. I don't think Fellini's Satyricon is gross. I think it's just complex. And uh, Gladiator and, and is so uh, is gross. Like, uh, it's it's violent, but I wouldn't it's call violent. it gross exactly. Yeah, Troy is not. Troy is epic and fun. Yeah, um, that's a fun one. And, Greek and it's too. Greek. So you, it's Greek. Want... It's not Roman. Yeah. It's not Greek. It's not Roman. It's Greek. Mm, get your Greek out of my- you got your Greek in my Roman, and it was like, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, in history, that's myth. <laughs> you got your Greek in my Roman. You got your Roman in my Greek. Just, just do a one to one, and then you get a bunch of new gods, like gods of the sewer mm. and gods of fertility, with a with a big, you know, I'm not gonna say a penis. Uh, yeah, we'll call them out. We'll force them to uh, tell us what the eye of the duck of Caligula is. I don't really want to do that to them. I'm so grateful. And we were saying this a little off the podcast, off the episode, but I'm very grateful that John Gilgood went from this to Arthur and got a Oscar award for that because that was the that was the light at the end of the tunnel for him being a <laughs> celebrated British actor and then doing this movie and doing as bad as it did and then getting Arthur, which is a very fun comedy. That should probably be our mental cleanser after watching Caligula mm. and then getting the best of supporting actor for it all works out in the end yeah you know if you're if you're having a bad time just wait and then you'll also be an arthur and everything will be fine after that and that goes out to everyone out there if you're yeah. having a bad time just wait and you can be somebody i think helen mirren was in the reboot of arthur the one that came out in like 2008 or something like that and has joined the fast and furious franchise so really who's laughing now a film from 1979 has she really oh yes oh, oh yes. that's amazing she's, she's wonderful wait where's arthur film 
I'm going to cut out this long part where I don't say anything. I'm not sure if you will. I don't tend to. <laughs> kind of let it go as is. Yeah, uh, Helen Mirren is in the 2011 Arthur reboot. Great. Uh, and she plays John Gilgood's role. It's actually, it's, boy, it's the not even three degrees, two degrees of just working together. Um, th- <laughs> that movie did very bad. A lot of people didn't like it. But you know what you're going to like, regardless of whether or not you do? Because that's not what this is about. This is about us going through the greets giving. This is the fifth fridge raking that's that we've right. had. Mm-hmm. The big five zero. We have done over 50 cards. We've done 54, not counting ones in between. Actually, is it probably 54, Bobby? You're more of the stati- statistician We've done 54 episodes that have that have been released. And, and some of those, the reason we have 14, two more than the labors of Hercules. So suck it, Hercules. Um, yes, yeah, suck it. Because <laughs> we had wonderful guests who brought in doubles and I brought a couple from across the pond. So uh, we just had sort of a, a bumper crop of cards this time around. So it'll be fun to go through them all. I haven't seen some of these since the episode. So it was wild to go back. It's been a while. I really had to go back. And just in case everyone was wondering, I understand that the pound sterling is only 79 cents to the dollar, but we will be including the British cards that Bobby brought over as legal American tender. So don't yes. add us about that. They count as much just the same. I think we should get right into it because we've got a couple of ones that I need a refresher of and also that I really want to start ripping into quick. All right. Just as a general reminder to the... Oh, Bobby, do you actually want to go through? No, no. Go ahead. You're on a roll. Continue. I appreciate it. Just a general reminder to you ding-dongs about the greetings fridge ranking. It goes from 1 to 14 this time around, 1 being the highest, 14 being the lowest. We also do what's called the fridge spot, which means that after talking about our differences in the ranking, we are talking talking about where it is on the fridge and where we would put it. It will be different from each episode, but much like Hercules and his tasks, suck it. They're just different. And Bobby also puts together our average. So we do an average ranking of each ones based on the difference in numerical placement between his ranking of cards and my ranking of cards, which mm-hmm. this time around, guys, we've had some barn burners. We've had ones that were pretty close to the middle, but a little different. This time around, it is it is night and day. Yeah. Uh, not all of them, but we've got a couple ones that are, it, it might get to fisticuffs. It might get to the kind of brawls you get to in the old days of St. Thomas Aquinas of how many angels can dance on a, a pin of a needle or whatever the fuck that was about. Uh, <laughs> that can't have been the best measurement of the time, but that's the one they picked. Well, that just is test with how bored they were like you were just you were in an abbey and you had food and drink and your life was taken care of for you and you had nothing else to talk about Mm -hmm. and you probably also had some kind of psychedelic i don't know well i mean you know the hashishin of the uh, the middle eastern areas had just brought over hash so i'm sure that was making sweeping the nation you know as it were and they were like uh, you know, I'm sure a Black Death will never come. So, like, let's enjoy it, you know, while we don't have the Black Death, which will never come. Listen, let the rats hang out in the kitchen. They're cute. They're cuddly. They'll probably do nothing wrong. Yeah. No, we don't need cats right now. It's a perfectly fine. Let the rats. The rats are the companions that we need. The cats are not. Let's let's let them be. <laughs> let sleeping rats lie. Bobby, do you want to get us started? on your ranking. So do you want to start with your number 14? Yes, I will. And I will add one more thing to the rules, uh, which of I have stolen whole cloth from the James Bonding podcast and later the With Gorley and Rust podcast, which is which are both very fun. Um, we will not talk about a card until we both hit it. So if my number 14 is not your number 14, we'll withhold discussion until we both hit the card. So amen, sister. Without further ado, Dan, my number 14 comes from Episode 48, We All Lost Our Brother Who Died by a Tune. It is the Puppy Butt Birthday card. That's my number 14. And my number 14, I have to say, is very different. It is the Urology Halloween card from episode 54, Zsa Zsa Binks with Dara Silverman. (laughs) 
the titles of the episodes are in many ways more entertaining than the cards. The, the, these are these are like when you bite into the Cadbury cream egg, and what you want is the is the fondant center. You couldn't give two hay seeds for the chocolate on the outside. It's that's what this is. It really was what we're here for. <laughs> My number thirteen, lucky number thirteen, is. One of the cards I brought from overseas from Bob Voyage Part Two, West Point's Doubt, and it is the <laughs> I think you're really are think you're really awesome farting galaxy. You might remember, listeners. It's a picture of a what appears to be a naked woman literally farting out a galaxy. So that's my number thirteen. I will say you almost said arse when you said that, I did. and uh, geographically and contextually speaking, that would have been perfect. Like mm-hmm. that would have been a perfect way because it did involve an arse. My number thirteen, coming from the episode fifty-three, John Green's "Don't Blame the Stars" with Kate Fallon, is "Meet All Your Other Parts Anniversary." You won't be seeing that one for a while, my friend. I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, ding dongs. Don't you worry. Uh, uh, mom, mom and other mom are going to fight hard. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, my number 12 is from episode 51. We did unspeakable things and then we bought a zoo. Uh, <laughs> and that is the Kushball Abyss birthday. My number 12 is the episode right after that, which was uh, episode 52. The face was really the butt of the era, and it is the fake spear friend card. Wow, we're going a while before we uh, hit a uh, hit the discussion round here. We are I, we are going some miles. Until now, you didn't let me finish. Because um, <laughs> my number 11 is Urology Halloween from Jaja Binks with Dara Silverman. Dan, this is our first one, three apart, not too bad. This is your last one. So Urology Halloween... I don't know what part of those two words strung together you don't like. Discuss. I, I thought when we recorded this episode with friend of the podcast, Dara Silverman, that we had an agreement that this was the worst card ever. And I understand <laughs> that I was a little behind. We're on uh, card 14 because, as I said earlier, Dan can only edit these episodes when he's not working. But at the same time, or if I'm not tired. But at the same time, which is a lot nowadays because of the time change. But I thought we had an understanding that this one was very, very bad. It is. And that this one... Oh, is it so bad that it's only at number eleven? Well, I have okay. to I have to back up from the microphone because I'm I'm clipping so bad. <laughs> what the hell happened, Bobby? Um, look, I, I I mean we'll get to like my twelve, thirteen, oh, and will fourteen we? afterward. We will, sure. But there was just this one scared me, and that's <laughs> kind of why I let it slide a couple spaces because it was sure. a Halloween card, so I was a little terrified of the illustrations, terrified of the concept of a doctor's office playing prank calls on people on Halloween. So like the card did deliver part of what it promised me. So it slid up a few spaces in my estimation. I, I, that does not, there is good fun, wholesome scares. And then there is the opposite of those, which is what this is there. And also it's scares with the intention of scaring. There's a difference between the two of them. And this Mm. card had no intention of being the children of the corn ass Tim Burton style, like <laughs> Chelsea smile style that it was going for. Just is as if you had taught a demon how Gary Larson makes his comics and said, no, you do this, but for humans. And then came up with these just like eyeless ghouls. At no point was this meant to be this scary. It just comes out like that. And that's worse. That is worse. And and the only way that you enjoy it and utilize it is in a pee joke, a joke about pee. 
that's how you're going to spend it? Yeah, it's not Oscar Wilde. I'm not making that argument, certainly. I concede the point. None of these are. Well, maybe as we get towards the end, we'll see. Well, okay, I, I will admit there are maybe one or two that are Oscar Wilde worthy, but this one is just, oof. I respect that you've put it as low as you have, but for me, this one was in the absolute pits. Um, okay. I just did not like it at all. Did you want to say what the fridge spot was, by the way, or did we want to not do that yet? Oh, I sure, sure. We could do it right now. Why not? Because, Dan, you so kindly provided the fridge spot, which is, and I quote, the wood chipper scene from Fargo. Uh, yeah, that's where... yeah, I remember that scene <laughs> where, where old Stev Buchem is just going right into the old right into the old thing and then the uh i I forget her name she's amazing but the um the police officer comes and checks them out that's what i'm thinking of i'm thinking of if i could put this card in the wood chipper but it was a human body i would do it it'd be great and it would be very satisfying happy holidays everybody happy happy honda days one and all this is why no ships were coming in where'd you put yours bobby well uh wait which one (laughs) oh i'm sorry the um the uh, ugly ha- urology Halloween. Oh, card. I mean, yes, you wrote yours. I'm sorry, I didn't write it. Yeah, mine is certainly okay. it's dragging across the floor. I think of the fridge <laughs> as I open it up, like it's starting to get a little wear and tear on that bottom cuff, which is where it belongs. You know, I just didn't put it into wood chipper. Uh, no wood chipper. No, it's fine that you go. We've sent cards to hell before. This we is have, just yeah. one. Oh yeah, yeah this yeah, one. Yeah. When if we did when we do a, a illustration, yeah, I think this one's going in the flaming trash can. That's no 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 argument there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Very good. It, as long as it's dragging on the floor, that's fine. If yeah. you get something out of it, it's just I don't, and we'll disagree until both of our dying days. Exactly. At the same time. Precisely. <laughs> but Bobby, what is your number 10? Actually, you have to do your 11. Yeah, no, I don't. My number 11 you is- uh, You can't make me. Tired of being held hostage on this thing. My number 11, thank you, is from number 45, Bob Voyage, part two, West Point's Doubt, and it's the I Think You're Really Awesome Farting Galaxy. Mm. Now- do we want to, because that was your 13. It was. And the reason it is among my top or bottom two cards, rather, is I don't know under what circumstances I would have given this to somebody. And mm. that's in some ways part of its charm because it was almost psychedelic in its construction. But also our, our friend Keith St. Lawrence from the uh, Take Us to the Pilot podcast might disagree with me but sometimes psychedelics and writing don't always mix well he's a big fan of the beats i find the beats a little annoying so i think yeah <laughs> so this card to me reminded me of like yeah i'm sure you had fun being high like I, I have no doubt but i don't know why you'd make a greeting card when you're doing this there are moments where using your subconscious mixed with psychedelics to create your art is appreciated and then there are other times where it's like i could have used something a little more straightforward this time around <laughs> And so you put it at I, 11, too, so like a little higher than nothing for you. But not by much. And I, I, I want to do the preface, as we tend to do with this, that everything after, I would say, 13 or 12 is all gravy from here. And this is pretty low. This is thin gravy. This mm. is kind of gravy soup in that I don't I am not offended by this card by any way, nor do I think this is not. I, I This card is made for somebody. I just don't know them. I'm basically echoing what you just said, mm. where I, I recognize that this card will be appreciated by somebody. Uh, again, it feels more like there is a metaphor involved or like this is one eighth of somebody's stronger collage about like their time that they went into the woods and saw a really <laughs> cute bee. And that reminded them of their relationship with their parents. And I love art, but I would say that I also am confused as to what exactly this is for. Maybe it's just for that one inside joke about farting a galaxy. And you know what? There's an, there is an avenue for everything. But yeah, I would say it just doesn't rank very high for me for that reason. 
Okay, that's that seems fair. And you put that low center fridge door. I agree with that. I don't have much to uh, much yeah. to change about that. You know, it's like I'll I'll look at it because it's more of a curiosity to me than anything else. Not egregious. I I'll, I'll even go so say I'll give it a little rope. I'll say that it was uh it, it's it's fun collage creation. I would say it's very creative, and I think the person who did it put a lot of good work into it. It's just um you're looking for the person who's going to purchase it, and it's just not me, but it is somebody else. So. It is someone. That's right. Not for me, but someone out there. You will be loved. Not for me, but someone else. Another story by uh, <laughs> both of us. <laughs> My number 10 is from episode 46, Oliver Stone's MMA Grandmother, and the card is, Oh My God, Becky, Look at Her Brain Graduation. That's my number 10. And my number 10, I will say, is from episode 49, Yeah, No, No, Yeah, You Should Be Proud of Yourself, Fox. <laughs> Keeping on truck. And my number nine is also from Bob Voyage Part 2, West Point Stout. It is the Good Luck in Your Endeavors pastiche, also known as the Child Separator card, when it looked like there were just some <laughs> kids on some sort of wheat sifter. Um, that's my number nine. Speaking about separators, that is a separating card, which we'll get to a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But my number nine was episode 43, Wet Bags at the Awful Zoo. Probably one of my favorite names for an episode we've ever had. <laughs> Is, we, we did two zoo episodes in, in this batch, too. I wonder what was in the zeitgeist at the time. I think we're evolving from candy a little bit and moving to animals. We're finally t- uh, tired of our one favorite childhood pastime, which is talking about sweet things. And we're on to our next thing, which is fancy animals. Zeus. <laughs> Zeus. We're literally, this is a podcast that sometimes feels like two nine-year-olds like talking about their, which I love, but it's like my favorite kind of giraffe is the one with the big spots. <laughs> This is, yeah, this is us bringing our action figures to the sandbox and be like, but mine does a super kick and like, well, mine does a double super kick and then we fight and then our friendship crumbles after that. I like playing with Bobby, but I don't like that we, because I want to be the blue power ranger, but he always chooses the blue power ranger before me. And then a week goes by and then we forget that we even liked power rangers because the new episode of big bad Beetleborgs came up. Uh, so yeah, what bags the awful zoo? Uh, the card is Flintstone's Father's Day. That is my number nine. And stay right there, Dan, because my number eight is Flintstone's Father's Day. Greeting cards. Do oh. the greeting cards. It's a Father's Day situation with this card. Do 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 from the town of greetings. It's a page right out of. The, uh, no one's gonna remember this. <laughs> No one's going to remember it indeed, Dan, because I (laughs) had to take some time to remember this one. I love it's like a copyright infringement card almost because I think Hanna-Barbera is certainly involved in it. But I was a part of me was like, is this allowed? Like, can you just take Fred Flintstone? Like, Father's Day. Okay, fine. You know, that's a really good point that I don't think we brought up in the initial episode was that Hanna-Barbera, R.I.P., unless they're shitty, I don't know. But R.I.P. to guys who... Made some iconic characters and then made ones that are completely forgotten and then made ones that were complete ripoffs of other ones. Hanna-Barbera really ran the gamut of animation possibilities, uh, mostly because they were making them quick and cheap sometimes and other times really putting some effort into it. Flintstones was like an effort. But at the same time, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Would they know that you did this greeting card or does it even matter? Yeah, is, I don't know. Is anyone watching the, the the is anyone manning the lighthouse anymore is what I meant to say. It's like, yes. is anyone up there any longer? It's just the light is circling, but no one's tracking what's coming to the shore. Right. You're waiting for a uh, Homer Simpson who had too many hot peppers to go up and look for his soulmate up there. <laughs> and that was so if I remember correctly, that was our initial discussion on that card. I think I brought it because I thought to myself, yeah, it's it's kind of been so long that this IP was ever in the zeitgeist as we know the zeitgeist to mean today whether it's had a tv show or a movie 
um, not that I'm trying to will this into existence, but it almost feels like it is ripe for some kind of 2023 remake, the way that we've seen a lot of cartoons go through. But the other question I think to myself is, does a younger person even care about this? I'm guessing they kind of know because Flintstones is one of those things that's nostalgically always sort of on the fringe, like... Scooby-Doo is not a good example because Scooby-Doo is there's a new Scooby-Doo like Scooby-Doo like every ever. couple of years gets a fresh injection of life into it yeah. I feel. Yeah, one that gets like memed. Like people mm. do recall like the the one that came out 3 years ago and the 3 years before that. So that one's not a good example, but kind of like the Jetsons maybe. Like you see it and you know what you're talking about, but you're also like I've never seen an episode potentially. So Yeah, and you know who doesn't think often about bowling on your tippy toes, you know, which was mm. a, like a very long lasting joke in that show and is more or less indecipherable as yeah as a, if you take it apart as a comedic moment it's just something they thought would be fun and that's kind of what the flintstones was is like wouldn't it be fun if like yeah sure yeah that's, that's it true. is so much a product of its like time in that way thinking about at one point in my life wanting to be a member of the royal order of the water buffalo and now thinking to myself what does that even mean <laughs> like <laughs> What was I going for? You have there? to be level twelve water buffalo in order to even know what it means. He worked in a quarry. Do we even have quarries anymore? He was a laborer. That's true. I mean, it is a working yeah. man's story. He was able to afford whatever it is their currency is. I guess it's just smaller rocks. Uh, he he was able to ascertain enough of an income of smaller rocks to take care of his partner Wilma and a cute baby and a house full of dinosaurs that were also um, appliances on the income of someone who worked in a quarry so that's you know a lot of testament to him i forget if in the series barney also worked at the quarry or did something else this is the stuff i'm talking about i think i recall in my head maybe five episodes of the of the flintstones total i recall basically only the john goodman film and that's enough for me and that's enough for anybody because if you guys haven't seen that it's very fun it is it's it's a treat and we dan you put this top left fridge door it's a little high for me. I might, I might send it further down the handle, maybe like maybe on the fridge door, but like right below the handle. I don't think it's one okay. that I'm going to be too intrigued by to go back. To. I respect that. For me, I, I respect putting it a little bit down because it's not very intriguing. For me, I think there was something very sort of kitschy and like sort of fun about it. Kind of camp is the word I might use. Mm. And so I thought it would be fun as a conversation piece on the fridge. Although, oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's like having a Hockney in your in your apartment. People are like, what's that? You're like, I'll tell you. It's a Flintstones greeting card. <laughs> yeah. Come over here while I bring this up, <laughs> even though you were just asking <laughs> what that is. This is about to be a conversation. So they were called the BC-52s in the movie, and uh, they did a cover. If we bring this up on the podcast one more fucking It's a great time. joke. It hits all the notes properly. Because it is the B-52s in the movie. They they showed up. I think it is the B-52s. No, it is. No, they, they, that is that is Fred Schneider going, Flintstones, meet the Flintstones. Like, that's them. Great. They just, all you have to do is change your name like that. And that is, that's why I can't make money at this point <laughs> in my life. Because I was meant to make those kind of puns and you don't make those kind, no one does that anymore. Those days are over. Yeah. I was born in the, born wrong, in the time. wrong time, man, man, yeah. oh man. Boy, it blows. <laughs> uh, we were on your number eight, my friend. My number eight, if I may be so dear, is from the episode number 51. We did unspeakable things and then we bought a zoo. It is Cush Ball Abyss birthday. Now, Bobby, you put this one pretty low. I'll, I'll go in starting and saying that anything between seven to 12 for me is a little bit more what I'd call like the ambiguous sort of neutral phase. Mm. And I gave Cushball Abyss a solid eight because I can't think of another card on this list that is more 
reminiscent of the fruitless abyss quite like this card <laughs> there is nothing which one before you, it which one makes you yearn for the void and you're like dan it's this one for me yeah this is if this ep, if this card was a post in the liminal space subreddit or the one that talks about the back rooms i feel like that would be as good as it gets because i really don't feel anything for this card it it it, it i feel empty as soon as i look at it um, having a look at it, uh, as a lot of it is white right space now. too. You don't have a whole lot to grab onto. But I, I don't even care about like these characters don't have names, they don't have identities to me, and then it just tells me to have an eye popping birthday, which I can't tell if that's a threat or a greeting. And then <laughs> at the end, I have to help the green Koosh ball find their way to the birthday cake. Which I don't know if these creatures eat cake. Is that a thing they eat? I can't tell. I can't. Be, it doesn't have mouth. Does all it all do valid not... questions about a piece of paper. <laughs> all the things that we stay up late at night thinking about whether or not this piece of paper creature is going to get things he wants. You put it pretty low, number 12. Yeah, I didn't think it tried very hard. And honestly, I'm yeah. surprised that you put it even in the middling range because it, just looking back, I got nothing out of it. I, what was more fun for me was us inventing a sleepover party that we didn't attend more than yeah. this card. <laughs> yeah, the, the, we did have a great time talking about sleepovers in that one. And then I think it's hilarious is only two episodes later, we would speak to friend of the podcast, Kate Fallon, who would then go into detail about girl sleepovers and which <laughs> when it's so funny because when guys go in and just drink the most radioactive of soda and like get angry at each other while playing brawl girls eat too much candy corn and try to summon demons. <laughs> that, God, we missed so much. Why did we do this? We had so many opportunities. I'm just so glad that the new generation has, has doesn't have those gender hangups anywhere. We can all get exactly. mad over Smash and then raise a demon. <laughs> with our yeah. We can do both. We are tired of this gender normativity that That's is right. so, so commonplace in our society in a different era. Now, regardless of how you identify, you can choose to you know, summon ball while eating too many of those cream pumpkins, whatever they're called, mm. or you can get really into reach. That's fun. I'm yeah. talking about Halo Reach. A lot of fun. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't remember what the newest Halo is. That's the last one I ever played. That one is Baby's Day Out. I yes, th three men in a Halo. Yep, that's right. Yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> which one's going to heaven oh sorry keep going <laughs> nope we needed to hear it you put that one bottom right fridge door yes i agree that's where it belongs it's not the worst card but it's not one that i feel like i have to return to very often yeah i agree with you for how low it deserves to be rated because of its overall like them trying this was absolutely nearly an ai made card i agree with you on that i just think that like it's almost like it doesn't want to be talked about and it's like okay that's a middling card to me so far dan we only have three cards that haven't been mentioned at all but i'm about to make it two because Jeez. My number seven is also from Dara Silverman, friend of the podcast. The sheet hit the fan Halloween at number seven. Oh, wow. We, that, there is like, the talks we're going to have at the end of this podcast. It's going to get rough and tumble at the same time. My number seven from episode 47, Bon Voyage Part 3, Three Cheers for Zagat Daddy, is <laughs> Color My Daddy Birthday. Wow, we just said that way too many times. Yeah, there's a lot of it. And we're going to talk about it because that is my Some more. numero seis. Um, so we're so pretty close on this one. Dan, Color My Daddy, Color Me Curious, number seven, number six. I'm, this is the second time I've been only one spot ahead of you, so we're in agreement at least. We can find some common ground. We can work this out, you and I, I think. I think we can. I think we can find ourselves at a, you know, a Color Me Impressed that we were so close this time around with how we feel about these cards because the rest of them are deeply polarizing. But this one, I think we both can agree, a middling card that is given a higher grade because of its inclusion of activities yeah. 
but it's interactive. It's, it's like you bought your dad at an Ikea or a Lidl. <laughs> like you just, that's where you're picking up your dad today and you're picking him up with all the accessories that you get for having paid for the deluxe package, including reading, burger food, barbecue. Uh, it just says drinks. They have to go out of their way to not say liquids, a uh, beer. Yeah. Liquids. Yeah. They could go down and say not solid or gases. Gaseous um, items. Yeah. Movies, but only ones that are on reel. So basically anything fatty Arbuckle was ever in and, uh, and then the rest. So I, th- that's, that was my going into in that way is that I gave it the most middling grade I could because it was the most neutral card mm. where it was being chastised for using the word daddy and not being not referencing my father at all, it was being rewarded for having multiple activities, which yeah, sort of gives it the C grade. Not even dad. That was the it is like color my daddy and like yes, I know it's for a child. It's there. like not even dad. Like that's that's too. They're like not kinky enough. Like make, yeah, make it, make it kinkier. Color my papa would have been fine. Like that would have been a little papa, bit more. Yeah. That would have been a little bit more cultural specific, but I would have appreciated it. You had to go with color me daddy. Where do you think you were going with that? I think they knew exactly where they were going. Hope it's full of your favorite things. Yeah, dad's love. Sure. I'm like looking back on it now, like forgetting the like fashion was just a shoe. Um, <laughs> DIY was just a drill. It really, yeah. It it um, And this was one of yours from jolly old London style town, right? And this was from Edinburgh, the, the city on the hill. I, ah, I've recently decided it's called. Yes, it is. The, it is truly the, the, in the sunshine state, Edinburgh. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, again, it's like. There is nothing offensive. There is nothing necessarily jarring. It's just it's a generic father who likes generic things, and that's why it gets a generic grade. And for that reason, for me, it got the top center of the fridge door. Maybe considered a little high. Let me explain why I put it there. I was going to say, because, I, I might lower it a tad, but go go ahead. Well, the only reason why I did that is because anything with an activity gets a higher grade on the fridge spot optional because- I can choose this is now I am master and commander of my own domain. So if I want to like color the father as I see fit on the front with the, with the balloons. And then I also want to put the stickers that my dad likes like vinyl music and old time, old time movie and burger style food. Uh, you know, I get to put my personal stink on it, and that's why it gets higher. That's fair. Yeah, I like an interactive card. That's why it's even the middle for me, because it's a little higher than the middle. It's at six for me, seven for you. So, yeah, it, it passes, and I'm fine with it. You know, it's it's good It's good for the kids, good for the environment, probably. I'm fine. Probably, yeah. It said eco-friendly on the side of it, right, or something like that? It said uh, yes. Let's say yes. It says recyclable uh, as paper cardboard when trims are removed. What's I'll take trim? it. trim? Yeah. Also... By the way, we didn't put this in our rating, but it comes in in a pound ninety nine. That's a good deal. It's a great deal. We mentioned that on the episode. Like you're getting a bargain for this card for less than two quid. Mm-hmm. Good eye. Good eye. <laughs> so we're now to your number five, I believe. In a, well, in a way, but right, you're oh number my number six. six. Technically, you're oh, six. and here we go. So at number six, my number six being from episode forty six, Oliver Stone's MMA grandmother. Oh wait, it's, do you oh, have you might have two sixes here. Hold the hold the phone. You have... Oh, noodle beans. Do I? Uh, no, I don't because we're going to change that up oh, okay. to that. And now we're going to go to. Oh, okay. You're right. I do. Got My it. apologies. Yep. Yeah. 
So what we're actually going to do is go to your number. Actually, that's really a shame because I didn't want that to be so high. Um, you know this what? This is drama, drama, guys. Stay with us. This is let me yes. live. Hold on. Live cast I know. Here. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Oh uh, We're going to do this. Is unprecedented. This. Changing. That's exactly in the middle of the show. Unprecedented. You'd almost think that Dan waited till the last minute to do his rankings today. So <laughs> you want to go to your number five? Well, now I think if you've corrected, it is your number six too because. I have from my number five is from episode 50. The second time someone has brought up warrior cats this week. <laughs> and it's, yeah, I, th- I think this is your number six and my number five. It's, this is Gutness's birthday. I think. Ah, and my, n- and of course my number six, yes, indeed is episode 50. The second time someone has brought up warrior cats this week, this is goodness birthday. So yep. with me saying my number six, after finally getting my fucking shit in order and Bobby, who had done his work ahead of time, putting in his number five. This is goodness. Uh, fun card. It was a fun card. Fun card. I got I nothing against it. it. This, this one actually, I think, I can't remember if I, is this the one I misidentified? There was one I attributed to friend of the pod, Karen Boyle, and it actually came from my lovely wife, and this might have been the one. Was that um, the was that the sitch? I can't remember. I'll I'll look it up afterwards and post another correction about my incorrect correction. I have this card was oh yes, uh, this card was not provided by Karen Boyle, but instead by another close friend of the pod who is not Bobby's wife. That much we know. Greetings, deeply. That's right. Yep, that's this. the one. Uh, and then it keeps. I think it keeps going. And then I say a lot of mean stuff about the the state of uh, the world, so we don't need to go any further than that. Yeah. yeah, you really went into the use of high fructose corn syrup currently in breakfast cereal, but it I, went I talk on a lot for- about about the Japanese monarchy, you know, and like, and there was no call yeah. for that, not on that post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, the the way you, I mean, we're never going to be allowed in Japan, the way you described the Imperial House. Like, aside from, you, you made up some very valid points, but also we are, it's going to be a tough call because we really wanted to do, we really wanted to do Greetings the Greeting Card podcast, goes to Japan and, and meets the Imperial family. And I have a strong feeling that's never going to happen. Now. I'm a Meiji man. I'm a Meiji man now. I'm a Meiji man later. Yes. Uh, Meiji may not. No. No. <laughs> I tried my best. Anyway, goodness, this, this is Gutness. He's a traveler from a faraway land, and he's come to give you a pun for your birthday, and that's perfectly fine with me. I'm happy to happy. Same to hear. here. I'm so grateful he was able to celebrate my birthday. This is a... I think a card I mentioned that I've seen a few times before in the past, but I was grateful that we were able to give it its full to do. Look, seeing Gutness traveling with his walking stick and his deflated balloon, uh, having to come celebrate me. I like the use of the term goodness. That was funny. I think we tried to pinpoint where the name came from. We couldn't find it. Overall, it, it was when it when it like when vaguely it puts, Baltic. I think is the conclusion we reached. Right, right. That was and that's how we would describe goodness himself as vaguely Baltic. <laughs> <laughs> and how even though he's coming from Siberia, I would yeah, I would say as long as a greeting card does that, it's got its it's got its work uh not cut out for it. It's doing the work well. Yeah, higher end of okay, which is a a okay. And that's center of the door, like perfectly I'm 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 just this card is a okay. I'm like nothing yep. nothing to see here, folks. Move along, enjoy yourself. The store closes in an hour, you know. The yep. whole, the whole no thing. notes. No it's notes. it's like it's like when you're doing a production and they don't give you any notes and you like walk away saying to yourself, Wait, what did I do wrong though? I need to know and they're like honestly nothing that's the thing oh <laughs> just walk away not knowing that's right my number five for some finally for some conversation on this one is Ooh. episode 46 oliver stone's mma grandmother oh my god becky look at her brain graduation now we are pretty divided on this it's not as egregious as ones we're going to speak of later but you were at number 10 with this i was at number five I would say mine is just still more middling. I mean, again, I don't mean to make this a gray cloud of miasma. Uh, I thought <laughs> it was. 
but here here we are and here's how we're doing it um i think it's i couldn't i was rereading the card and you know omg look at her brain it's like so big like from the sir mix a lot music video and song we all know and love and then on the inside it just says show it off girl happy graduation and i just love like that's how we describe intelligence anymore is just show off your brain let me see your brain i would like to have a gander at your brain (laughs) not a halloween card strangely enough nope that's for graduation that's for when you got a degree in something (laughs) i it was a little lower on the list five you know a, a decent separation because actually fortuitous we're talking about this right after the goodness card the goodness card reeled me in with its story and its narrative to end in a what i thought a very satisfying and almost skidding towards awful pun whereas oh my god becky look at her brain started with the sir mix-a-lot joke and then sort of just said and that was it and i was like oh yeah you kind of said the quiet part out loud in the first half of the card and then there wasn't anything to really pay it off on so that was my biggest beef with it i have to say makes perfect sense i understand where you're coming from there for me it was i think just the hilarity of that being the future of how we compliment but yeah I understand that. I think top right freezer is just exactly where it needs to be. I would go top right. Fr- I would. I'm gonna go a little lower. I'm gonna go like middle middle side door. So like it's still still visible. But yeah, yeah, yeah that that's okay. Yeah. I understand that. It's it's not like any graphic that is like super jumping out. It's basically just words on notebook paper. <laughs> it's almost like they did it last minute. Almost, almost yeah. like that. They did it on the bus ride to the greeting card factory. <laughs> Dan, this is where things get hairy because we are, it's about to get raw in here because my number four is the You Should Be Proud of Yourself Fox from the uh, episode 49. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Dan, this is number 10. This is tied for, no, not tied, but it's it's among the higher disagreements. It's six places. You're number 10, I'm four. Yeah. Kind of low for you. I thought, I was like, I enjoy the fox. I think he's quite cute. I don't know why this one doesn't even crack the middle for you. No, I mean, I really enjoy, it's tough because I really enjoy the design of it, I would say. And I I think what frustrated me about this card, I think it was a little bit of frustration. There's only one card in this list. Like I, I was kind of going back and revisiting the cards and seeing like how I felt now, which is normally how these fridge ranking goes. That's right. We don't really, we don't, we They're don't give perspectives. We, we think about them in contemporary times. What, what do they mean to us now after the fact? Exactly. We don't give a bandicoot of what old Bobby and old Dan think. We th- we care about what They're we dead. think in the moment. They're never coming There's, back. <laughs> the old, the old flesh fear. The, uh, the old flesh is dead. Long live the new flesh. And we, in that way, I, I remember liking this card a lot when I saw it and looking back on it now, I really enjoyed it. What I think gives it a relatively lower rating is I am frustrated that it doesn't go that extra step along with the design. So it goes, you should be proud of yourself. And then the inside is everyone else is, <laughs> which is funny. And I like that, but it's almost like I'm a little mad that it doesn't follow up with the really nice design of the card in general like it's really fun i love the gold everywhere i love the sort of header that we've got with the sort of uh rotating it's uh, very pretty half I mean, it's, crown it's the arch it's yeah the arch yeah it's a very elegant card and i think it deserved elegant words to go with it so maybe that's why it's so low is that i expected better okay all right fine I but don't... i see why it's so high i don't know i'm not even arguing about it i think if it had the simplicity of a haiku for me and that's what mm. I liked about it, where it's everyone else is proud of you. And I, it could be read as sincere and as written, or it could be read as quite backhanded. And I appreciate <laughs> a card that can kind of jump over both sides of the fence there. In hindsight, I do like that it does that, where it's kind of, it, it does have a strain of passive aggression in it, where it's like, well, everyone else is. Don't know why you don't feel that way. So. Everyone else is. 
that's super embarrassing for you oh my god um <laughs> look at her brain it's like so big they just like all like one conversation like the cards that's that's my... our finale is when we read all the cards verbatim at once and so we make like a 12 second video of us going through every card we're gonna have to do like a very bad one act play in like a black box theater and like we tell our friends to come and it's very much like our town where everyone's just wearing black and sitting on like bare chairs and each one of our friends has to pay 30 dollars for a ticket and it's on a wednesday at like 9 p.m <laughs> how you lose it's in a theater folks. in brooklyn that was recently a ramen shop that closed <laughs> yeah you can kind of the smell of cooked noodles still kind of pervades it at one point someone accidentally opens the door in the middle of the production and goes wait oh i'm sorry this is not the doctor's oh sorry all right i'll come back i'll come back like yeah i'll come back because if it's gonna change oh my god and i think where did i put this bad boy a top left freezer door yeah so i still in my head i remember like i like the look of this guy yeah it's just the frustration of not being more okay yeah okay that's yeah, top left freezer door. Very well. So on to your number. Well, I got to do my number four, actually. And my number four right above it is from episode 48. We all lost our brother who died by a tune. Puppy butt birthday. Now, this one is, again, 10. This is 10 away from each other. <sighs> this is the highest one we've ever had. This is 10. Ever. 10, 10 spots. Wow. Four, this this is your number 14. You hated this the, card. Bottom of the barrel. Wait, why? I'll tell you for why. Because... This card gives me nothing, not as a dog lover, not as a card enthusiast, not as someone whose birthday it is, not as someone who's aware that it's someone else's birthday. What it did was take the back end of a dog, which in many cultures was considered an insult, and say- Including our own. Including our own. <laughs> say, your birthday message is a dog ass, and it says, hope you like it, and if you don't, there's something wrong with you. That's the message of the card. It says, if you if the puppy butt doesn't cheer you up, I don't know what will. I'm like, any other part of the dog. You could have given me any <laughs> other part of the dog. Would have been an improvement. Oh, maybe I'm being a hypocrite because the reason why I put it so high is because it was that sarcasm, which you translated and you should be proud of yourself, Fox, very correctly exists. I loved that in this card. Oh, I loved so you you say maybe I took it sincerely when it was it was meant to be a bit more tongue in cheek the with the with the puppy butt, you think. To play the nostalgia card, it's sort of like one of I think it was our second episode ever with the duck in the sad one act uh uh low color uh monotone. Oh, movie. the Alimony Falcon, of course. The yeah. Alimony Falcon. Yes, the Alimony Falcon episode. This feels like the first page is someone who is so excited to share this puppy butt with you. They think they've got a connection with you. And then they see sort of the dropping emotion on your face as if you're pretending to hide uh, sadness or really just hide uh, uh, feigning uh, um, apathy. Like there's a there's an ennui that sort of is, is is emerging from your lack of emotion. And the person sees that but does not is finally fed up with playing the game of not recognizing it and just allowing things to be as they were and says in the second page, if a photo of a puppy butt doesn't make you happy, ah. I don't know what will like it's sort of this know. this this card is a relationship giving up. And I think it's funny that we have it. <laughs> it exists. This is Someone... the beauty of what we do is that you and I both read this completely differently and both are valid <laughs> one more than the other. Sure. But both are valid. Yes, absolutely. I agree. One is more valid than the other. You're 100 percent right on that. And we'll just, you know. We'll have to, one of these days, once we get to 10 greets givings, we actually, Bobby and I legally can have a duel uh, and yeah. decide once and for all who's correct about it. Be hawking at all. dawn. Be there. Yeah. Be there, ding dongs. Yep. Be sure. You only get one, you only get one bullet in that gun and uh, we have to have, is it called familiars or that is that cats? Uh, What's it called? Is that familiar? No, wait, the one from Hamilton? No. 
Well, what's it called when you have somebody who oh, represents you in the duel? Yeah, your your seconds. Actually, uh, you just made me think of a really great comedy, which is one dude gets asked to be a second for both participants in a duel, and he has to pretend he's not with the other guy. I think we could make a very good ninety minute comedy out of that. So that's good. Wait, be. It, does that exist, or you just came no, up with I, it? That's that's fresh off the dome, baby. I think we can, dude. Write, it. write that down. Right. Let's let's start a new podcast called Fresh Off the Dome, which <laughs> is where we just come up with movie ideas. <laughs> I love that. So it's one person. Who has to lie because this would be in an era before like mass communication. Mm-hmm. So they're they're just very close friends with both of these friends who are having a duel, and they have to be the second for both. Mm-hmm. Bobby, I want to see a script of that. I do, up. and he's going to do. Bobby a writes of, scripts. A Mrs. Doubtfire sort of thing where he dresses in a different coat <laughs> to be yeah. on both sides. <laughs> and of course, when they get to Weehawken and they're about to shoot and they're wondering who he is, he puts his face in a pie and just goes hello. <laughs> That's how it gets solved. Disney's Mrs. Doolfire. <laughs> Mrs. Doolfire. Oh, Disney's Mrs. Doolfire. God damn. Starring, uh, who do we got for that one? I forget. Not uh, Kumail uh, Nanjiani. No, I don't Kumail know. Nanjiani and, and Mrs. Doolfire. Kumail Nanjiani and, uh, oh God, what's his name from... Oh, again, another example of Dan not remembering a celebrity from Goofy Movie, and he makes the leaning chower of Jesus. <laughs> He's talking about the cartoon or the person voicing him? The person voicing the cartoon, <laughs> however. Like, are you suggesting this is animated? <laughs> wait, let's make it be the dog. <laughs> a very <laughs> goofy duel. A very goofy duel. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kumail Nanjiani in a very goofy duel. His name in that is... Uh, Bobby Zimmer? Wait. Bobby Zimmer, I don't know him. Well, no, that's the character in a goofy movie that oh. Pauly Shore plays. Oh, Pauly Shore, uh, of course. Yeah. No, his oh, sorry, not Zimmer. It's Robert Bobby Zimmeruski. Wow, why'd you make it harder? What was the I, point I of that? I think there's a Bob Dylan joke buried in there somewhere over too many layers of other stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, there's some there's some Dylan joke that a writer was just so pleased with himself, just patting himself. Some John Schwartzman sitting in the writer's room of a goofy movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> An extremely goofy duel, I think, was slightly better, but I digress. <laughs> uh, so I just put it next to the daddy card, you know. Next to da- That's actually what you wrote, next to daddy card. Um, Puppy butt next to daddy card. I'll, I'm going to go lower than that, my friend. I would put it, I put it bottom row of the fridge for me. It's just like it's not... I agree. It's not burnable like the way that we did the that we did the urology Halloween. Fair enough. I'll concede. Right, but it doesn't deserve your love. No, I just don't want to look at a dog's ass all the time. I don't feel like I have to explain myself further than well, that. That makes one of us. All right. Uh... Luckily, we're finding some common ground. The only card oh. that we both agreed on a spot that was that was dicey for a second. It took a while because both our number three is one of the cards Kate Fallon brought us. Celebration birthday. Yay! Now, Dan, this one for me just hit all the notes. It's cute. It was colorful. It had puns in it. It, it was pop out card always love loving i mean i'm just like it's a solid card like it just gets you where you need to go this card was a solid a let me tell you something i agree with everything you just said it just hit all the notes it was so much fun to look at it was so much fun to feel like i was playing in the space of this skeleton birthday i really just enjoy when a I also think maybe at the time we were recording this, we were reminiscing on having your birthday close to Halloween and how sometimes that feels like you're doing two things at once. It's not as bad as people who have Christmas birthdays, Mm. but, you know, there is the thing of having your birthday that close to any major holiday. And this just allowed everything to happen at once. And I think 
the fact that they made a card specifically for that is great. Also, we had a lot of fun with the existentialism of the skeletons realizing they don't have lungs or focal cords. That's right. Some of them realize what they are and then they get horrified, which I always love a good existential joke. I just do. I like this for the same reasons that you disliked Cushball Abyss Birthday, where they gave no effort to this. They they put so much effort into this, you can tell. Everything from the writing Mm -hmm. to the illustration style to the pop-upness. It's just great. It's fun. It deserves a three. It deserves it hard. This card for my eyes was what french fries at a bowling alley are to my taste buds which is like oh you're just, yeah you're ju- your fingers are just everywhere and they're all good spots you know in and the you ball can s- touching the touching the ketchup like everything about your tactile senses is a light and you can smell those fries 45 minutes before they come out and 45 minutes after you've eaten them oh boy. they're just and you, yeah, you bowl the spare yeah absolutely i just i recently did a little film thing in a bowling alley and i was honestly thinking about what just not to brag about it too hard uh don't i play a sad man um but i couldn't help but think like can i get something from the snack bar while we're here because the idea of getting bowling alley french fries and or mozzarella sticks will bring me back to a very happy part of my childhood. I wasn't even good at bowling, and I didn't care about it. I just really liked the food you could get there. And when your movie, the movie you're in, comes out, the short film, we you have to promote it. We have to let people know because I'm very excited to see it. I haven't seen footage yet, so look. I certainly to that. will let you guys know when there is stuff to show. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it, it was a very amazing time. The individuals that I worked with, who I will speak with more once everything becomes public, was awesome. But yes, we will share it on here. Mm-hmm. So let's get to your. What was your number two? Actually, we're on your. Is that? Oh, on my number two. Oh, boy. Okay, this one is another another rough one. Yeah. Okay, so number two for me, number 12 for you, was the Fakespeare friend card, by which it was a misquoted Shakespeare, and that's from episode 52. The face was really the butt of the era. And the card, this was the George Santos of cards. It just lied to me. It just quoted someone who's like, I'm, and I'm, I, the boldness is what I appreciate. I think that's. Oh, oh is that so what you like? <laughs> is that what gets a high grade anymore in this goddamn fridge ranking we do? You just got to lie to Bobby. You, you have me feel. Is that so this is wrong? like this is like if you made George Santos governor. What the fuck? <laughs> what have you done? They lied to us, and you give them this high ranking. How dare you? I, I don't know. I just thought about it and I was like, that's really funny. Cause see, that was me not taking it seriously in the way that I might have taken the um the puppy butt card too seriously. This one I was like, this is really funny if they're tricking people that's fair. into thinking this is really Shakespeare who said a friend is someone you like have for life. It's like Randy Williams. No, who who did Toy Story? Randy A Randy Newman. Randy Newman. It's a, it's a Randy Newman song. They basically said William yeah. Shakespeare wrote. In the words of William Shakespeare, I love LA. I totally get you. Like maybe show people got no, no reason, reason to live. live. Short, short people got no reason to live was the saddest soliloquy that was ever written by Shakespeare. I yeah, really I, takes Richard the Second to a new new place. Yeah, exactly. More like the Richard Second in height. Um, but the, got nothing there. Yeah, it was just like I we were talking about like just straight up plagiarism here, and. It's so funny, though, because like you said, I think you and I were a little bit cross-streamed in regards to the things that we took seriously and the ones that we had for a fun banter of a laugh. Because whereas you took Puppy Butt seriously and I took it for a funny bit of a time, especially for the passive aggression I felt in the middle, you obviously felt the same way for Shakespeare, which is which is correct because that is how you feel about it. Very valid. Where at the same time I was insulted that I was lied about Shakespeare. And also I gave it a little grading because... I think it caused fights like a, a, a it cost fake us one. <laughs> it cost us one that time and it's costing us one now. 
whether you're an anti-Stratfordian or the fact that you just don't know whether or not Shakespeare said this. And maybe you say, maybe he did it, but then your friends at the party that you're having are going to endlessly be on their phones, look for this quote and realize, no, this wasn't Shakespeare. It couldn't possibly. The way that I feel like we were at the time when we were presented this card on that episode. I don't know. Depending on how you feel on that realm, that's just how I got from it. You know, we live in a great country, and I just respect your – even if I don't agree, sure. I'm like, okay, look, I respect your opinion. But, uh, I mean, you can't – it's very funny if someone's like Shakespeare said this and like, thanks, and you just go, no, they didn't. I agree with you that there's something very funny about that. Maybe I – you know, cards already do so little for us, and they're supposed <laughs> to do so much more, and I don't allow I, – I won't – I will not cotton to lying. I will allow so much, but the one thing you can't That's do true. is That's true. You're lie. a tolerant guy, so I get your objections. Here. I gave the Koosh Ball one such a high rating because at least I said, it looks like you guys tried really hard at Photoshop, but I'm not going to grant it to the person who's just like, yeah, Shakespeare once said, uh, you miss 100% of the shots you never took. No, <laughs> that's not effort. I'm not going to give it to the card that says, in the words of William Shakespeare, the noble bard, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> anyway, center left freezer door. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, it right. goes, it's it's kind of always covered by my hand trying to grab more orange nog. Very well. I can see. That seems, yeah. seems fair. It's um, very fair. Now you're number two. My number two, not so distant in our differences in how we feel about it, but worth so having conversation. You and I. Is episode 54, Jaja Binks with Dara Silverman, friend of the podcast, is Sheet Hit the Fan Halloween with two cute ghosts. So, yes. Bobby, you and I are not too far away from how we feel about this one, really. I would say that there's a little bit of a chasm, but not one that we couldn't go over like Snake Canyon on our really cool motorcycle and our fun jumpsuits and our our capes the way we do. Yeah, I, I, th- I, I guess I put it very highly to explain myself in that it was just cute and fun and charming. And I think it deserves a lot of points for that. And while at the same time getting a pun in, it sort of it sort of hit all the sweet spots at one. It's like when you're really craving chocolate and you put a little piece of Dove chocolate in your mouth and your brain just kind of goes alight. Yeah. And you're like, OK, there we go. A brief spark. Yeah, a brief spark. Exactly. A brief Nicholas spark. Yeah. I mean, mine is literally down the middle because I think it checks all the boxes. I looking back, I remembered it and I thought, OK, I'm not terribly impressed or frightened by this card, which I guess are the two poles of my personality. <laughs> That's um, the only two. The only, you can't go by those only two emotions when we do these things. We're supposed <laughs> to have a beautiful catalog of emotions that are that are touched by these things. I guess, I guess so. you could. Hey, I won't tell you what to do with this. You're, we're doing this for free. Uh, yeah, we are doing this. for. We, we certainly are. Even at a loss, some would argue, because we don't get this yes. time back. Yeah, we do have to pay for the hosting. (laughs) So the sheet hit the fan. Like, this is, to me, almost the platonic ideal of a card, and it it struck me as well-constructed, but perhaps a little uninspired. So, like, that's why it was down the middle for me. But I don't fault anyone who ranks it very high like you. So it's, I think it's where it belongs. I'm happy with where it's going to average out on the the overall spectrum, too. I'm glad to hear that because, yeah, it averages pretty middling, which I will grant you is fine enough for it in that it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't do anything so much so that it, it deserves the blue ribbon uh, pig at the fair. But at the same time, it makes us giggle, makes us laugh. It does its job. Yeah. I put it top of freezer door. I might put it like top of, yeah, top of fridge door. So like in the same area, not 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 as high, but still prominent space. Prominent space. Yeah. Okay. Totally fair. Totally fair. And of course, we've got our number ones. Now, Bobby, your number one is... Meet All Your Other Parts Anniversary, brought to us by Kate Fallon and John Green's Don't Blame the Stars. Dan, this was your number 13. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 
Do you want to know why? And I'm going to try I'm going to try to condense my emotions on this because we are running a little long and we have a deadline. But are you yeah? <laughs> yes. I won't apologize for for what Oh, I do feel. you now? Do you now? Why is it that you chose the two horny chipmunks that basically said, I remember the first time your eyes met mine. And if you check at greetings pod on Instagram or at greetings cast on X, you will see that they are first demon mammals that were clearly genetically engineered in a universe where humans eat eyes because we would just take them out of it. And then in the next page, it goes, my eyes were so impressed that they wanted to meet all your other parts. The word parts is if that's a flirting term, where do you get off Bobby? And I say that as a friend. (laughs) Dan, I just want to feel, and what oh, this do card, you? what this card made me feel was scared, was disgusted, was was upset, and god damn it, Dan, I just I just want to be alive. And this card was the most alive one out of the batch. It's such an upsetting card, and yeah, it's, it's not great. upsetting because of poor construction. Though it's not like the it's not like some of the other ones where I'm like you put no thought into this. This one, every cylinder is firing to be a terrible sensory experience and I have to respect it. I know why you're mad. I'm mad at me too. I'm not proud, but I am here and I am recording. And you have your opinion as much as I disagree with it. And as much as I'd like to take it away from you, probably by democratic vote or oligarchical vote, or maybe, or maybe I just like my, my soldier storm in and take your, take your lands either way. It's happened before. <laughs> it's happened before, but unfortunately I have not been paying my nights. So they are not coming around, <laughs> um, but they've got enough vassals. I, Fuck. I okay. I respect it. It's all I can do. The best, you know what? To quote Burt Bacharach, starring Christopher Cross, this is the best that I can do, and that is Arthur's theme, and that is just allow you to have your opinion on a very bad card because I see what you're saying. It was probably we we get one one or two cards every ranking that really really pull the demon out of us, really like pull oh, yeah. the the Beelzebub out of our out of our souls. And this one caused a volcanic emotion roller coaster when we reviewed it. On the same level, I would say as in other times, there was the proctologist one. Uh, oh, I'm the gay angels, at... yeah. That, but that one was gay like, angels. that one really was so low for both of us, I think, because the difference is that one almost felt like it was like mean spirited in a way. Whereas yes. this, this one I feel like was a well constructed horror movie where that one felt like a grindhouse like should never have been released, sort of like maybe not yeah. I don't mean grindhouse is bad, but just like that movie felt ex- that felt exploitative. This one didn't have that grease over it. That No, that yeah, it didn't it didn't it, you're saying it, it didn't it didn't have the the meet all your parts one didn't have that grease over it. It was just it was basically just like a boomer Facebook joke made into a greeting. Yeah. Card. And, and, that, and it's just, yeah. it had that film of like, ugh, like he just didn't want to touch it. This one, I did not feel that way, but I respect your, your ability to, to feel different than I. I, I will meet you in the middle as much as 12 spaces will allow me and say that, uh, I appreciate <laughs> so the hustle. Far. What can I say? You know what? So far I can, I can appreciate the hustle as much as I might disagree with it. Uh, I, I will stand by my fridge spot ranking, which is used to balance an uneven table in my apartment. <laughs> Uh, notice how I didn't send it to hell or put it in a wood chipper. It still has a use. I um, I am fine with that. I think that that I think as long as I've said my piece, yes, let's keep it there because I need to balance my coffee and sometimes it tips slightly. Yes, exactly. I I don't like you know the fact that in my apartment my floor is uh, slowly sinking, so I just have to use those ballasts for everything. Yeah. And this card will come to use for that reason. Mm-hmm. I can stop wasting coasters. My number one, and to put us in the conclusion of the fifth fridge ranking for greets giving is number forty-five, Bob Voyage Part Two, West Point's Doubt. Good luck in your endeavors, Past G's Child Separator Machine. Now, 
to explain where I came with this, because this is your number nine, which is not as big of a Snake River Canyon as we've dealt with here. But no, it's, I mean, it's... Any, anything compared to the last one is is nothing. But oh. in any other world, eight spaces would be worthwhile news. But not. Today. Yeah, it's this is. Yeah, this is literally the post 2016 of our fridge rankings. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It doesn't matter what we it's 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 getting as bombastic as possible, but it doesn't mean anything. We have checked out into how wild it is. Yeah. Like the onion couldn't write just how insane these rankings are now. And they wouldn't because that might be boring for them because they're the onion. But <laughs> I, I see where I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because these this card comes from the same animal as the I think you're really awesome farting galaxy. But I looked back at good luck in your endeavors and I got this like chuckling like sort of manic appreciation for this strange pastiche of child grinding and random stags Ugh. and two moons. I yes, Bobby hates his modern art, I understand. He can't be he can't be bothered with it. But for me, there was something both creatively, there was a little spark of creative wit and uh, quip in it. Where if I'm using that correctly, like there was just something mm. that that je ne sais quoi to it to, to overuse a term. But at the same time, I really liked the look of it. And I enjoyed that all of this was supposed to come together in a sort of, I would say, maybe potentially passive aggressive terminology. Like, <laughs> I feel like you could give this card to an acquaintance and it's doing a lot on the front. And then it just is followed up with a good luck in your endeavors, like almost like how a robot would greet me if i was finally shipping off to war yeah my favorite part of this card was the robotic nature of the message which is not even like good luck or like we'll miss you it's sort of like i am sure you will accomplish the goals you have set out for yourself which is you know like such a cold way of saying like good luck that to me that combined with the yeah the collage pastiche found art milieu of uh or oeuvre whatever you want to call it i'm not i don't know let's french. get as much let's get as much american known french as we can in eiffel tower um, yeah, it's that those, croissant. Those worked for me. I think the only thing was it almost felt like a little too much all at once where I was I I couldn't tell where I was supposed to end up with this one. So it's 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 in as you've said, it's in the meaty part like that. Like we're through yeah. the woods. This isn't a bad card at all. But it, it was one that I had to look at twice and say, I think I know what you're doing, but I'm not entirely sure. So that's why it was I, number nine for me. I got you totally. And again, very valid points all around. I think I'm a little spoiled in my opinion on this one in that I am just a fan of chaos as well. Like it's one thing if you're just putting Jackson Pollock level stuff on a card and saying, this is my opinion on how you should celebrate your anniversary. But in this case, it felt like there was a level of like quirky chaos they were going for. And I'll say it worked on me. I love the idea of these children on a grain separator. <laughs> I like this deer close to the moon. This is a card that would be made for whatever my brain's made out of, I, which I don't know sometimes. It looks like, like there a are some ransom things... note the Riddler sends to Batman or something. Like there's some sort of message you're not understanding on first glance. <laughs> yeah, but the Riddler is like a is a French farmer in 1910. Like, <laughs> and every so often when the equivalent, the French equivalent of the Sears and Roebuck catalog comes around, they just clip stuff out of it and then just start putting it on and says, you have 14 French days to deliver the gold. <laughs> Your days are numbered in French. Your days are numbered in French. In America, you have all the time in the world. Yeah, don't worry about it. And for that reason, I put it on the center freezer door just to give my fridge a little class. And is that so hard? Uh, it is not. It's it's center freezer's okay. And I can even tell you right now where we are going to pull the average ranking. You can go through this very quick because I know people want to get to bed. 
the list. Please probably. do. So we got three that we we're pretty solid on being the bottom. The Koosh Ball, Farting Galaxy, and Urology Halloween all hovering in the bottom quarter, which seems more than fair for that group. Agreed. We, we got a large middle section this time around, <laughs> and in general, because we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight cards. No, but nine. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine that are between the scores of five and nine. So Jeez. we had a real girthy middle this time around. And you know what? This is what happens when you and I disagree so vociferously <laughs> three or four. I, I it's also also the name of my memoirs coming out a real girthy middle, <laughs> which but, I don't appreciate people calling out. I'm trying. And it feels fitting that two of our top cards with a ranking of three and four point five respectively are from the guests, Kate Fallon and Dara Silverman. It's the celebration birthday and she'd hit the fan, which is. We we do the best when other people do the work for us, and I think Absolutely. that's a lesson to take home to the kids out there. Of course, 100%. When you guys do the work for us, we definitely have a better time of it. And also, it's important to note that number one—sorry, uh, number—not number one, one, two, three— Number four is provided by This Is Goodness by your wife, Maddie. That's so, right, yeah. Yes, if you, if Maddie, thank you so if much, Maddie. go to bed. Yeah. What, Maddie, why are you bothering with this? You should be up you, this late. You're tired. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean— you know how this is. You hear it from the other side of the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real thin walls in, in, in Casa de Bob. I like to, I, I kind of love the sort of poetic ending in this in that we have a couple, three, uh, three on top, three on the bottom that we're sort of in agreement are just vehemently bad. And then we've got our middle guys that are like, you know what? At the end of the day, we can just put this in the share bowl and people can just decide if they want to <laughs> enjoy this at the party or they can go right to the buffalo quesadilla dip we made. Yeah. it's a, it, it makes us feel warm and and it's a happy greets giving, Dan. I was, I'm always happy to do it with you. And who knows what adventures lie in store for us over the next 14 cards or whatever, whatever we choose. To <laughs> we, no, we'll go back to doing time. 10 cards. I promise. As always, it is a pleasure to do it with you, Bobby, and a pleasure to rate these cards as we do in this averaging that we like to do after 10 cards, which I promise we'll do next time. Again, guys, thank you for being patient with the episodes. However, if you ever want to go back to episodes we've already made so you can enjoy those and get off my back about how bad I am about updating this on a regular basis. Oh, nonsense. You, n- nonsense indeed. More nonsense to be had at Greetings Pod on Instagram and at Greetings Cast on X where you can enjoy, listen, learn, hem and haw just the way we do both with guests by ourselves um not even with each other sometimes there are moments where we're just making little noises to ourselves yeah sometimes you're alone and you need to just you know do what needs to be done and it ain't hurt nobody so hem and haw. it ain't hurt nobody know, it's natural it, yeah learn about it in middle school it's perfectly natural yeah. your palms won't have hair on them we promise not this time no. not this time but maybe next time if we get on the current boat that bobby and i are currently getting on which is the one ship of greets giving if we don't get our calcium intake we might get hairy palms but Bobby, you did pack plenty of barrel milk, right? Oh, yeah. The, the, the lemons are soaking in them, so they'll be nice and tender by the time we get to them. Mm, I can smell the separation already. Well, we're going to go mm-hmm. ahoy. You guys have a lovely Greetsgiving, and we'll see you on the next yeah. one. Bye-bye. any evidence that Jack Frost actually nipped at their nose? I mean, we can't just take it on hearsay alone. Now recording, which is cool.
and I am so recording, which is even cooler. Like I now have a skateboard down a snow slope and I am huffing a go-gurt. 